My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to a special edition of the Oddscast podcast. This is the 2020 NBA Draft Betting Special. I'm Donovan DeLeo alongside Joe DeLera, Corey, producer Corey. It's only about his title. (laughs) (laughs) Worked hard for that, you know. Yeah, no, it's uh, something that, you know, I apologize for not including, but producer Corey is here with us. Joe is the resident Oddscast NBA expert. I am a self, I'm not going to say I'm an NCAA basketball expert, but I did write for the Action Network um, with their NCAA. So we thought we put our hands together, put our heads together too, and go talk about the 2020 NBA draft because you can bet it on DraftKings, you can bet it on FanDuel, you can bet it on points bet, you can bet it on all these books. And Joe, I just want to get your take in general on what NBA circles are saying about this draft. From what I'm seeing, it's just a crapshoot, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, there's like a fairly consensus top three, um, but at the even at the top three, it's just like in any order. Um, and it's more about fit. Um, cause there really is no talent like in previous years where you've had guys like Zion, Joe LMB, like these guys that are supposed to go like number one, they're better than everybody else. It's not even a question. And there's just, is not that consensus this year. Well, so, you also have the coronavirus pandemic. Um, yeah. you know, granted we did see, a decent amount of college basketball this year, but I think this is probably the first year where you can tangibly feel the lack of college star power in the draft. Um, this, this draft reminds me, and I was talking to one of my buddies about the draft and it reminds me of 2013's draft when Anthony Bennett went number one, because it was really the last draft I can think of that we did not know who was going to be number one going into the day of the draft. We're recording this um, Tuesday night. The draft is today. If you're listening to the podcast today and we still don't know who's going to be number one, uh, Lonzo ball or Lamelo ball. Sorry. Lamelo yeah. <laughs> ball and Anthony Edwards have pretty much swapped roles. Lamella was a big favorite probably a week or two ago. And then now Anthony Edwards and him are about even uh, FanDuel actually has Edwards at minus 125 ball at plus 100. But this is the year I think where you look at, this is the first year where a lot of people are coming internationally. You see American basketball players, people that normally would have played in college, you know, been one and done's like ball. Uh, there are guys like Hampton, RJ Hampton, um, where they went the international route instead of going to the one and done college thing. So, you know, if ball had played in college, maybe he's a number one pick surefire, you know, cause we don't know how yeah. he would, would be perceived by the national media. If we were watching him play for a Duke or play for a Kentucky, um, you also have the lack of, a definitive number one college player, you know, 
James Wiseman was that guy going into the season and then played, you know, two or three games against some really shitty schools with Memphis and then was declared ineligible and didn't play the rest of the year. So we didn't get to see him and how he portrayed against top talent in college. So you have a lot of question marks and, you know, the best player in college all year was probably Obi Toppin and you see him not going in the top five in some of the mock drafts and has recently been, you know, being pushed down draft boards because maybe he has a lack of ceiling. So I think what you're going to see Joe and the thing that I want to kind of remember as we go into these bets is that teams are looking at, and this has always been a low tier draft in more. Yeah. And I think what you're going to see teams try and do is just try and go potential no matter what. I don't think you should look at teams being um, concerned with how they fit into the roster maybe right away. I don't think, you know, at the top, I don't see Minnesota maybe with the number one pick going against drafting LaMelo ball because they already have D'Angelo Russell. I think they're just, I think teams in general are just going to look who has the potential to be a superstar. And if we don't think anybody has the chance potential to be a superstar, let's just get a potential rotation player down the road. Yeah. I mean, there's this, uh, there's this, the only guy that I think we know as, as long as the pick doesn't get traded, the only guy we know that will not go number one is Wiseman. He's just, it's not going to happen. The he's, he's, his camp has said it, the Timberwolves, it doesn't make any sense if you're trying to build around Carl Anthony towns. Um, so I think if you're looking to bet at least the number one pick, you're really looking between Edwards and ball and that's it. Mm. Um, and I think that there's, it, there's really no value anymore. Wiseman's basically locked in at minus 170 on the number two pick. Um, well, if you're looking at actually, uh, DraftKings is minus 113 for Wiseman. Ooh, not bad. Yeah. Cause my, fan, so that's why you got a line shot. FanDuel has him at minus 170. Um, so there is definitely value to be had like in terms of movement here. I think that if ball goes one, I think you could see the Warriors take Anthony Edwards, number two. Um, instead of Wiseman, just in terms of how they feel of him, like maybe in terms of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he's he's like a lengthy guard. He's strong. I think it's something that they could work with there. Um, but it has seemed that Wiseman is supposed to go number two to the Warriors if they keep the pick. Yeah, I mean, I might take him right now. I, I the Give us a little bit of an insight into your process when you're looking at these bets because I personally – use Twitter a lot in here to see which teams are working out guys, which, you know, what the latest rumors are. And we saw this in the NFL draft where things can change in a dime where we had Tua Tagovailoa's, you know, status as a potential top pick to the dolphins change basically by the minute with smoke screens and, yeah, the odds would go fluctuate like crazy. And and that's something to think about too. If you're listening to this, our odds that we're talking about right now may not be available to you right now. So you're going to have to think about that. Like we could talk right now where James Wiseman is minus 113 to go to number two overall. And by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe it's a couple hours before the draft, there's already a tweet from some beat writer saying that Wiseman will not fall past number two. And that basically maybe Wiseman's like minus 600 now. So yeah. it's, 
the earlier you can do this, the better. I think there's going to be a lot of potential to make money here with this draft just because of how uncertain it is. But I also think you need to be careful and not trying. Like me personally, and again, Joe, give me your insight on what you look at and how you're trying to play this with your betting card because I'm probably going to go a little slim here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't think that you can bet this a lot, especially because the way the NBA trade moratorium just lifted too. you're seeing draft picks moving all over the place. And there's a lot of talk, or I saw like one, I saw a little bit of action about um, the Nets, like trying to acquire the, like in a three team trade, trying to require James Harden, but then also getting the rights to the number one pick to being, to be sent to the Rockets. So that throws everything off here because like I personally, I think that Anthony Edwards goes number one, not LaMelo ball in terms of fit. And that kind of goes contrary to what you said about fit versus, you know, talent a little bit. Well, well, you know, uh, it, but, it doesn't, yeah, go you know, ahead, it's, it's, it's kind of a toss up, but either way, I think you're looking at, I, I look at a lot of mock drafts. I look at a lot of uh, what the insiders kind of write. And I, and I also look at Twitter. Twitter's really the best way to get information fast. And, by the time somebody puts out a tweet or by the time somebody writes an article, you might already have like 30 tweets about it already that you saw, you know, an hour ago. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely keep an eye on Twitter, especially throughout the draft. If you're able to, or like leading up to the draft, you might be able to hop on a line where you find out there's a trade or something like that happened uh, pretty rapidly. So, um, but I look at it a little bit more too, in terms of what does a team need And if you look at some of the rosters, if you say like, well, this team's kind of cash strapped, they're probably not looking to sign a free agent in this position. They're probably going to try to fix themselves through the draft. Uh, So that's another thing that I'm kind of looking at uh, in terms of who I think is going where. Also an important thing to remember when you're looking at player draft position over unders over means that they're going to be selected after that pick. (laughs) Yeah. And under means they're going to be selected below that pick and below meaning. So if LaMelo ball is two and a half over two and a half means that he has to go three or above. Yeah. Under two and a half at minus two twenty, he has to go one or two. Yeah. So, so, so let's, let's talk about this then. If you think Anthony Edwards goes number one. Yeah. Do you think the Warriors are banking on a trade from maybe the two spot for somebody to come up and get ball? Because that's what this is telling me. If, if LaMelo ball is minus two twenty under two and a half. That means a lot of people think he's going one or two. Half of those people might think he's going one, but if we're looking at two, I, do you think, I don't really see a world in which the warriors draft LaMelo ball. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't fit their cold. He doesn't fit at all. Uh, so, so if you're looking at Wiseman being who the warriors like, unless they make a trade ball is going over two and a half. Yeah. Like one of the things that I've been looking for and see if your books have it is like player to be drafted by this team, Mm -hmm. because like, especially with Wiseman, with the Warriors, if the Warriors get offers to like move up or down, like they might even make, they might try to do something with, you know, the Hornets are drafting third. They might tell the Hornets like, Hey, if ball's available, like, cause the Hornets want LaMelo ball. That's like, they need a star. It, it makes sense from like a fit perspective um, in like in culture or whatever. Uh, and 
like I could see the Warriors trying to leverage it and say like, Hey, like we have offers in the two pick, or do you want to move up one spot? You know? So it kind of gets weird with, if you can find a market that says this guy to get drafted by this team, you might be in better shape sometimes than uh, like over under on draft position. Um, at least, especially with the two pick here, because I don't think the Warriors take LaMelo ball like at all. He's not like his deficiencies are not what they're looking for. They're a little bit more win now. So let's go into it. Let's start at the top. All right. You say, you say Anthony Edwards. Yeah. I, I like Anthony Edwards. Number one. I think that he is, he's the guy that it seems like the way the books are kind of making it. He's there's been some movement to make it a little bit more even, but I just think that he's got the physical tools. Like if you went to a gym and you saw him in the gym, you go, he's probably really fucking good at basketball. (laughs) You know, like he's big, he's six foot five, big wingspan, six foot 10, 225. He's a big dude. And I think one of the things that were, that was tough about him, because he's got a lot of agility. He's got a lot of quickness. What people saw was that he was like, he's never really won before, like on a, on like a high level. And like what they saw in the, um, when he was in college was he would just like, kind of like dog it. Um, and that's not a Georgia pun, but you know, uh, he would just kind of dog it a little bit and he, because they were losing or they weren't playing that well. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an interesting situation. If you put him on the Timberwolves who are not, who have not been very good, you wonder like, is he going to have the effort there? Is it going to be there? Like the culture is not necessarily there surrounding him to say like, we're winners, like figure it out, you know? So, but I do think he goes there. I think that he is somebody that they can kind of inject now, um, I do think that his talent is very high. I think it's comparable to ball. I think balls might be a little bit better, but given the circumstances of the Timberwolves roster with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony towns, you, they want to win right now. Yeah. They kind of uh, got to go for it. Push. So I think that, I think that right now they have to have somebody that they don't really need to develop as much. And maybe it's a little bit more in terms of motivation. Um, and I think that the Timberwolves have that, set up right now for Edwards to succeed and be a contributing factor on a winning team in the West, which is obviously harder than every other conference right now. So that's why I like Anthony Edwards to uh, the Timberwolves there. But I think it's, it's, you know, uh, that that's just what, that's what my thoughts are. Um, Cause the Timberwolves don't need it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it goes, you know, it depends on what you think of Towns and his kind of comfort with the Timberwolves as a franchise because he did just sign a long-term extension there. Yeah. And it he's still very young. He's like 23, 24. So it might be, you know, two years until he really starts to say, fuck it, let's yeah. force my way out of here kind of deal. Um, yeah. I mean, this pick, this pick is weird. Like I think if you're in this draft, you want to be drafting third because you just <laughs> take whatever the draft board gives you and you really aren't going to, and if you're like the GM, nobody's going to kill you about it. Well, well that's a, well, yeah. I mean, in terms of, I, I don't think you want to be three in terms of talent. I no, think, but in terms of like, Actually, no, yeah, maybe three. Because four, four is where the drop-off is. Because you have Ball, 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 Edwards, and Wiseman, and then you go into the crapshoot. So exactly, I think if you're looking near the top, obviously 
you can make a distinction for yourself on whether a ball or Edwards is going to go number one. Maybe you get cute, but beware of the trade scenarios. If, you know, Edwards goes one and somebody trades in for ball, maybe the, maybe the bulls at four look to move up to two just to make sure they get ball. Um, The bulls, the Hornets, those are all teams that want ball. And even, you could even argue that the Cavs kind of want them. So, um, but, but like after those top three, cause even here on, on DraftKings, you're looking at balls over under is two and a half. Wiseman's over under is two and a half. Um, well, balls under over under is two and a half, even though it skews very under at minus two twenty under two and a half. Wiseman is over two and a half under two and a half, even pretty much across the board. There's some value on over two and a half. And then Edwards is minus one and a half, one and a half over under so like there's three guys there and they're all there's juice on all of them going before three so it makes no sense there's you you have to have some value play there yeah um so i i mean there was a line before because when ball was like a super heavy favorite to go one there was a line on ball at plus 600 to go third um, so I, like I took some of that, but it, those lines are, aren't available anymore because you're seeing a lot of, I think it's a lot, that's the other problem right now. There's a lot of smoke screens. There's a lot of try, teams trying to like disguise what exactly their intentions are, uh, because they want to garner legitimate offers for these one, two, and three picks, because that's where they feel the majority of the talent is in this draft in terms of like a top tier. But there is a lot of value from like, I think four to 14, uh, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily like sexy, but there's a lot of, you know, it's this expression, like 16 game players, which is meant like they have a huge impact in the playoffs or a potentially huge impact in the playoffs. So, I mean, I think that like, I like Edwards to go one. I could also, I can see ball going one, but if you look at, you know, the way the betting market is, um, it seems that Edwards is the favorite depending on the book that you look at. So, so if we, I might join you on this and do a play with Edwards one, even though I kind of want to see ball go to the Timberwolves just because I like Carl towns as, as the Piscataway native here on this podcast. Um, If we, if we make a Edwards play here, you're actually probably better taking well even on FanDuel like Edwards is minus 112 to be the first overall pick and minus 106 to go under one and a half so like there's even still stupid lines like that where you're getting you know a a minimal betting edge by betting under one and a half instead of number one pick so we'll take Edwards minus one and uh, under one and a half at minus 106 yeah so yeah you have to look at the lines a little bit and see what kind of, you know, you can get some value here, uh, depending on what, cause just, they don't update the lines properly. So make sure you look. Um, so, so Edwards is off the board at one who goes to, uh, I think, I think Wiseman goes to, so we'll do Wiseman pick number two and then minus one thirteen. This is all on DraftKings. Yeah. And then you have LaMelo, I think go third. And so LaMelo over two and a half yeah. is plus 175. Yeah. I don't see any circumstance where he falls after 
three. There's, there's no way. So I think like, rather than, you know, like, I, I think that you can do the over three. It depends on the line that you can find. Cause I think DraftKings has him at plus 200 to be the third overall pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, it's an, it's an option too. Uh, but those lines, you know, they, they might change. So we're just kind of telling you this now to know what to look for. Um, so let's go into some late, maybe props, some of the, some of the school props, some of the player props. Uh, we wanted to keep this podcast kind of short, so we're just going to throw out a couple picks that we like. Joe, why don't you go and tell us, tell the listeners what you're looking for later in the draft if you find some value plays, maybe a dart throw, kind of those things. Okay, so I like, you know, I, I think as there's a lot of suffering Knicks fans out there, and I personally like, I like the Knicks to draft Isaac Okoro, um, and there's a line for that. It's, uh, let me see. It's, I think it's for him to be, you might have to edit this. Okay. So he's plus 400 to go to the Knicks. I've seen it from anywhere from like plus 400 to plus 600. The problem, the part with this, the weird part about this draft is that there's all these guys that are basically all over the place on people's big boards. Um, and I think that Okoro is a pretty good fit. Uh, if you're the Knicks, um, lengthy wing, uh, very good defensively and has shown flashes of offensive talent um, where in terms of playmaking ability, which is something that the Knicks need. Um, so I, I think that he's a good pick to go. I don't, I don't think he really falls into the double digits. Uh, so I think that he's somebody that should be available for the Knicks around uh, at their eighth pick. If not, you're probably looking for like a Killian Hayes, which is right now the favorite to go to the Knicks at plus three fifty. Um, so I think we're looking at that now. I know that, uh, Dom, I know, you know, a little bit more in terms of like conferences in college, or is there a conference that you're looking for that you say, like, there's no way that these, that there aren't a certain amount of these guys drafted in the first round. So the problem is there's a ton of guys who are international this year that might be rising up the ranks, because of just just the lack of talent, like top level talent in college, there are a couple conference specials that you know the Big Ten, for example, over one and a half in the first round is plus two twenty five. Like that is an absurdity. This this was the best college conference in the country. Yeah, and it shows you how much things have changed in college basketball where the best college team a conference doesn't have one you know two people going in the first round and they don't like <laughs> that under one and a half is minus 286 for a reason because it's um it's not there yeah it's not there it's 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 jalen smith from maryland and no one else yeah like, i mean it just kind of shows you too it's like a lot of these guys that um, we were watching, you say, this guy's really good. Um, it's just, they don't, they don't go, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you got, what's his name on, uh, Michigan state, uh, cat was Cassius Winston, Cassius Winston. Like he's somebody you watched in college and you go, he's awesome. But then he's probably not going until like the late twenties, if he's even getting picked in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's somebody to, uh, you know, it's somebody to keep an eye out for, but like, I don't think that he's going to get drafted until late first round. 
Yes. Um, so there, there's not a lot of conference to answer your question. There's not a lot of conferences that have value here because like over one and a half, like over on the big 10 prop on DraftKings is plus two twenty five. Yeah. over on the big 12 conference is plus plus one eighty, and that's two and a half. I don't really see, um, anybody more than Halliburton and, um, yeah. Well, uh, Des- Desmond Bain from TCU possibly can go over that. You know, it's it's tough. You know, the the Pac-12, you're dealing with five and a half guys, and maybe you can find three of those guys from Arizona plus a couple others. There's there's really not a lot of value in there. Um, I personally, I was gonna say, I was looking at some of the the schools like Arizona. They are listed at minus or at one and a half, and it's about even. It's even odds on both sides. So like, mm-hmm. for that school, like you figure, you know, you're you're you. Fi- they're basically giving you one, but then do you think that there's a second guy in there? Because I feel yeah, like I like it depends on it depends on how teams think of Nico Mannion, um, who was a freshman guard this year. He's an undersized point guard in terms, he's like six, two, six, three. He can shoot. I don't know if he's going to be a primary ball handler cause he's not that athletic, but it's maybe he has a role after these heat guards like Harrow and uh, the hero. And um, who's the other guy on their team uh, on the, the heat, uh, like the Duncan, guard. Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, because I mean, goes at the end of the first round, or like Zeke, right? Like Zeke Najai, is it Najai? Yeah, yeah, the center, like the center. So I mean, I think you know that, like when you're looking at, I think you figure Josh Green's going to go in the first round, but then it's a matter of like, will one of the other guys sneak in the back end? Um, so you know, it's, it's tough. I could see one of them going to the Raptors. I could see Zeke going to the Raptors because they have a little bit of a need with. Uh, Abaka, Gasol, like they're both going to be looking at free agency soon. So maybe they want to try to groom somebody. So I can see like a landing spot for them. So maybe like if I'm looking at this, I'm probably looking at the over on that Arizona prop. Yeah, me too. So, you know, at least that's, I think that's something that you can bet on that's not as likely to have a lot of variance there. Um, Yeah, because I was looking at the other one too is the Washington prop. And that's yeah. over one and a half, but there's only two guys. Yeah. So you get three chances. You basically Arizona's giving you three chances, whereas uh, you know Washington, you need them both. Yeah, I like that. Let's chalk that into Arizona yeah. okay. over one and a half. <laughs> you talked me into it. I think yeah. I did say that before. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. You mentioned it off the pod, but I was yeah. looking at it more, and I was like, that actually does make sense. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then the back end of this first round, too, it's like you're going to see and it's, it, this trend started happening in the mid-2000s where uh, they would guys would just, like, stash yes. international prospects across if they didn't feel like they had a roster spot. Now there's the D-League, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. But you still see, like, there's not a lot of, like, like it's just almost going to be random. Like there's going to be guys in the first round. You're like, what <laughs> Who the hell is that? I think like one guy that I think the, I think that the public is kind of looking at is Cole Anthony because mm-hmm. he's a big name. He was supposed to be like very good. He was supposed to be really at the top of the draft when he started the year. And then he kind of like, well, the, the Tar Heels sucked. So, uh, you know, his draft stock kind of fell at the same time. The, the line that I'm seeing is on is like at 20 and a half. 
I think that he, I don't really see a team going out on a limb there and taking him early. I think that they're going to, I think he could fall. Like, I think he could, I think he could fall even into the second round. Um, So I'm probably looking at over, uh, I'm looking at over that 20 and a half. I don't really think that some of these teams that are, you know, under, like, I don't think the heat want him. I don't think the nets are going to be taking him. I don't see the Mavs. Uh, so I think you're looking at a little bit of an odd situation there for him. And I think it's possible he falls. So over 20 and a half is what I would put for Cole Anthony. Okay. I, to end this, I really want to bet on Obi Toppin, but I think he, there's a chance that he could fall. I think five might be his floor with the Cavaliers being, you know, an Ohio kid from Dayton. I think that kind of, storyline writes itself. And I, I think Obi Toppin's floor is a solid rotation player. Yeah. Um, it's just, if you don't think that he's going to go, I think the thing is, if you don't think Obi Toppin's going four, then you can take the, like you basically can take the over. Like I know it's juiced way up. It's minus two fifty over four and a half, but you know, that's how you build some money. Um, I don't really think he's going to go four. I think that uh, Denny Avita is going to go four. Um, it's cause in a weird year like this, I can see the bulls just saying like, whatever, like, we're just going to take this guy. He's got a high ceiling. Um, because Obi top and one of the concerns, what is like, where is his ceiling? Do we already see it now? Yeah. Um, it's, it all depends on his shooting. Cause if he can shoot the ball, you know, the sky's the limit, but if he can't stretch the floor, they're really, you know, he might just be like a high, high motor kind of for. Yeah. Like a 16, like, you know, it's a 16 game player. So mm. I think you can, I mean, I, you can put that on your card as like over four and a half, but um, it's just a matter of like, do you want to lay that much juice on, on a draft bet? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. So. All right. Any last things before we end it? Uh, things to look for. Maybe you take like DraftKings has these fun things with like player drafted position, but they have like picks like 14 and 19, which are random picks. Well, the net, the like 14 is Boston's pick. 19 is Brooklyn's pick. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some fun stuff here. I, I'm probably going to keep filling with it. Uh, a little bit more and maybe as like we see some news out we'll start tweeting stuff and we'll probably tweet out like final final cards but uh you know we'll get you we'll get you a card to go along with this episode um so that way you can kind of get some bets in that we already have or you know that are currently available yeah definitely uh on on the Twitter, watch us on the Instagram, you know, we'll, we'll be putting our picks out there and hopefully we'll make some money. This is going to be a weird year and hopefully we're on top of it. I think there's some good picks here. If you want Edward, if you think Edward is going to go one and you kind of had that Edwards Wiseman ball kind of one, two, three or ball being over the second pick, like you yeah. can make some, make some good money really quickly here. Yeah. And it's just maybe, about the narrative that you create on this draft. Like basically mm-hmm. if you, you have to come up with a story or like some sort of storyline that you think is going to happen for the first three picks and then roll with it. Otherwise, like there's a lot of variance. Yeah. All right. That's it for the NBA draft special. We'll see you tomorrow. Actually, uh, late at midnight, we're going to do a NFL draft or not NFL draft an NFL week 11, um, podcast. We're going back brain. into it. Yeah. COVID brain. We are going to go back into the NFL. Uh, we're kind of getting into gear here with the NFL and we're getting to the playoff run, the stretch run here. So week it's, 11 it's fun is serious. 
Yeah. I have really. to pay dues in three leagues this week because we are all, <laughs> we all made the pact. I forgot about that. Yeah. And uh, let's just say I, I, I did not put that money aside. <laughs> I got to move some things around. We need a stimulus package. That's all right. All right. Thank you for listening. See you on the social media and we will give you some more picks, but we gave you some in this episode over one and a half for Arizona in the first round. There's some good picks out there. Fun bets. It's a night to have fun. Don't get too crazy, but just, uh, you know, it's, it's a good reason to watch this night of the NBA draft uh, for the Oddscast podcast. Diamond DeLeo, Joe DeLera, producer Corey signing off. Thank you. See you soon. God bless. She puts it out his nose and tells him more to more about us. He's never worried about things like that. She knows his credit card pin, but that's where the years fall. And she'll only dance when it's raining and he'll scream. And she'll hear his voice And he says, baby It's 3 a.m. in a fucking morning And he says, baby I got a thousand dollars all straight cash I've made it rain Now when I'm leaving